Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today is the 92nd birthday of the photographer Bill Cunningham. He photographed street style for decades, so long he became a celebrity himself. Watch his documentary, You Will Fall in Love with Him and Understand Fashion Even More. The world is a better place because he is in it and still feels the loss that he has left. Name, Bill Cunningham. Occupation, Photographer. Birth Date, March 13, 1929. Death Date, June 25, 2016. Education, Harvard University. Place of Birth, Boston, Massachusetts. Place of Death, New York City, New York. French Legion of Honor 2008. Carnegie Hall Medal of Excellence 2012. The New York Times Fashion Photographer. 1978-2016 Chicago Tribune Fashion Columnist Women's Wear Daily Fashion Columnist French Legion of Honor 2008 Carnegie Hall Medal of Excellence 2012 Best known for, William John Bill Cunningham Jr. was an American fashion photographer for the New York Times, known for his candid and street photography. William John Cunningham Jr. was born into an Irish Catholic family and raised in Boston. He never lost his Boston accent. He had two sisters and an older brother. His parents were religious and used corporal punishment. He had his first exposure to the fashion world as a stockboy in Bonwood Teller's Boston store. He later said his interest in fashion began in church, I could never concentrate on Sunday church services because I'd be concentrating on women's hats. After attending Harvard University on scholarship for two months, he dropped out in 1948 and moved to New York City at the age of 19, where he worked again at Bonwood Teller, this time in the advertising department. Not long after, he quit his job and struck out on his own, making hats under the name William J. He was drafted during the Korean War and was stationed in France, where he had his first exposure to French fashion. After serving a tour in the U.S. Army, he returned to New York in 1953 in his work as a milliner. In 1958, a New York Times critic wrote that he had cornered the face-framing market with some of the most extraordinarily pretty cocktail hats ever imagined. He also worked for Chez Ninon, a couture salon that sold copies of designs by Chanel, Givenchy, and Dior. His clients in the 1950s included Marilyn Monroe, Catherine Hepburn, and future First Lady Jacqueline Bouvier. Encouraged by his clients, he started writing, first for Women's Wear Daily and then for the Chicago Tribune. He closed his hat shop in 1962. Following the assassination of President Kennedy in 1963, Jacqueline Kennedy sent Cunningham a red Balenciaga suit she had bought at Cheney Known. He dyed it black and she wore it to the funeral. The wider world perceives fashion as frivolity that should be done away with. The point is that fashion is the armor to survive the reality of everyday life. I don't think you can do away with it. It would be like doing away with civilization. Cunningham contributed significantly to fashion journalism, introducing American audiences to Ozadine Elia and Jean-Paul Gaultier. While working at Women's Wear Daily and the Chicago Tribune, he began taking candid photographs of fashion on the streets of New York. He was a self-taught photographer. He took one such photograph of Greta Garbo, 
Though he later said he had not recognized her while photographing her nutria coat, I thought, look at the cut of that shoulder. It's so beautiful. All I had noticed was the coat and the shoulder. He then published a group of impromptu pictures in the New York Times in December 1978, which soon became the regular series on the street. His editor at the New York Times, Arthur Gelb, called these photographs a turning point for the Times, because it was the first time the paper had run pictures of well-known people without getting their permission. He nevertheless joked about his role at the paper, I'm just the fluff. I fill around the ads, if we have any. He pioneered the paper's coverage of the gay community, photographing a fundraising event in the Fire Island Pines in 1979 letting the perceptive reader interpret his photos without verbal clues. By the 1990s, he integrated AIDS benefits, pride parades, and Wigstock into his coverage. Cunningham's most notable columns in The Times, on the street and evening hours ran in the paper from February 26, 1989 until shortly before his death in 2016. For On the Street, Cunningham photographed people and the passing scene in the streets of Manhattan, often at the corner 5th Avenue and 57th Street, which the New York Times called Cunningham's main perch. As he worked, his focus was on clothing as personal expression. He did not photograph people in the manner of paparazzi, preferring genuine personal style to celebrity. He once explained why he was not joining a group of photographers who swarmed around Catherine Deneuve, but she isn't wearing anything interesting. Late in life he explained, I am not fond of photographing women who borrow dresses. I prefer parties where women spend their own money and wear their own dresses. When you spend your own money, you make a different choice. Instead, wrote Hilton ALS in The New Yorker, he loved the kids, he said, who wore their souls on sleeves he had never seen before, or in quite that way. He was uninterested in those who showcased clothing they had not chosen themselves, which they modeled on the red carpet at celebrity events. Most of his pictures, he said, were never published. His fashion philosophy was populist and democratic. Fashion is as vital and as interesting today as ever. I know what people with a more formal attitude mean when they say they're horrified by what they see on the street. But fashion is doing its job. It's mirroring exactly our times. He wrote fashion criticism and published photo essays in details, beginning with six pages in its first issue in March 1985 and sometimes filling 40 pages. He was part owner of the magazine for a time as well. His work there included an illustrated essay that showed similarities between the work of Isaac Mizrahi and earlier Jeffrey Bean designs, which Mizrahi called unbelievably unfair and arbitrary. In an essay in details in 1989, he was the first to apply the word deconstructionism to fashion. Designer Oscar de la Renta said, more than anyone else in the city, he has the whole visual history of the last 40 or 50 years of New York. It's the total scope of fashion in the life of New York. He made a career taking unexpected photographs of everyday people, socialites and fashion personalities, many of whom valued his company. According to David Rockefeller, Brooke Astor asked that Cunningham attend her 100th birthday party, the only member of the media invited. For eight years beginning in 1968, Cunningham built a collection of vintage fashions and photographed Aditya Sherman in vintage costumes using significant Manhattan buildings of the same period as the backdrop. Years later he explained that we would collect all these wonderful dresses and thrift shops and at street fairs. There is a picture of two 1860 taffeta dresses, pre-Civil War we paid $20 a piece. No one wanted this stuff. A courage I think was $2. The kids were into mixing up hippie stuff, and I was just crazed for all the high fashion. The project grew to 1,800 locations and 500 outfits. 
1978, he published Facades, a collection of 128 of these photographs. I go out every day. When I get depressed at the office, I go out, and as soon as I'm on the street and see people, I feel better. But I never go out with a preconceived idea. I let the street speak to me. A selection of photos from Cunningham's Facades Project series was shown in 1977 exhibition at the Fashion Institute of Technology. The Facade series received a full exhibition at the New York Historical Society in 2014. The Society also holds 91 silver gelatin silver prints from the Facade series, donated by Cunningham, in their permanent collection. In 2016, the Savannah College of Art and Design Fash Museum of Fashion Plus Film presented Grand Divertissement à Versailles, Vintage Photographs by Bill Cunningham, an exhibition of Cunningham's images at the 1973 Battle of Versailles Fashion Show. All the people who tell the truth are in the last rows. In 1983 the Council of Fashion Designers of America named Cunningham the Outstanding Photographer of the Year. In 2008 he was awarded the Officier de l'Ordre des Arts et des Lettres by the French Ministry of Culture. As he accepted the award at a Paris ceremony, he photographed the audience and then told them, It's as true today as it ever was, he who seeks beauty will find it. In 2009, he was named a living landmark by the New York Landmarks Conservancy. In 2012 he received the Carnegie Hall Medal of Excellence. The invitations to the award ceremony at the Waldorf Astoria Reed come dressed for Bill. His personal philosophy was, you see, if you don't take money, they can't tell you what to do, kid. He sometimes said it another way, money is the cheapest thing. Liberty is the most expensive. He declined all gifts from those he photographed, even offers of food and drink at gala parties. He said, I just try to play a straight game, and in New York that's very. Almost impossible. To be honest and straight in New York, that's like Don Quixote fighting windmills. Though he contributed to the New York Times regularly beginning in the 1970s, he did not become an employee until 1994, when he decided he needed to have health insurance coverage after being hit by a truck while biking. Most of his pictures were never sold or published. He said, I'm really doing this for myself. I'm stealing people's shadows, so I don't feel as guilty when I don't sell them. He cultivated his own fashion signature, dressing in a uniform of black sneakers and a blue workman's jacket, his only accessory a camera. He traveled Manhattan by bicycle, repeatedly replacing those that were stolen or damaged in accidents. He praised the city's bike-sharing program when it launched in 2013, there are bikes everywhere and it's perfect for the New Yorkers who have always been totally impatient. What I love, is to see them all on wheels, on their way to work in the morning in their business suits, the women in their office clothes, it has a very humorous and a very practical effect for New Yorkers, I mean, it's wonderful. After breaking a kneecap in a biking accident in 2015, he wore a cast and used a cane to cover a mostly Mozart festival gala. In 2010, filmmaker Richard Press, and writer Philip Gefter of the New York Times produced Bill Cunningham New York a documentary about Cunningham. The film was released on March 16, 2011. It shows Cunningham traveling through Manhattan by bicycle and living in a tiny apartment in the Carnegie Hall building. The apartment has no closet, kitchen, or private bathroom, and is filled with filing cabinets and boxes of his photographs. The documentary also details his philosophy on fashion, art and photography, and observes his interactions with his subjects while taking photos. Cunningham was featured on BBC Two's The Culture Show in March 2012. Cunningham died age 87 in New York City on June 25, 2016, 
after being hospitalized for a stroke. His death was widely reported in both the fashion and the general press. Following his death, the Bergdorf Goodman department store created a display in its window memorializing Cunningham. Thousands signed an online petition requesting that the corner of 5th Avenue and 57th Street in New York City be renamed Bill Cunningham Corner. Filmography as Actor Bill Cunningham, New York, March 24, 2010, Middle. Himself